Welcome to the Battle Cry Podcast with Convention of States Action President Mark Meckler. You can watch the original live broadcast Sunday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Convention of States Facebook and Rumble channels. Good evening, everyone. Mark Meckler here, your host for the Battle Cry. And as always, I'm thrilled to be with you on a Sunday evening. I'm back at home in Texas, where is where I like to be. Lots of travel uh, this week. I've been out in North Carolina. Then I was in Plymouth, Massachusetts for the National Day of Prayer. Did a great thing. We normally do it at the Monument to the Forefathers. You see that in the background over my shoulder there. Copy that. But it was cold. It was windy, a little bit rainy. So we were inside. That was fantastic. I might talk a little bit about that later. But really what I got out of all of this, of my travel uh, to North Carolina, of uh, being in Plymouth, Massachusetts with a bunch of great patriots uh, and great believers was that you got to make sure you don't lose hope. This is really important. This is our call to action this week is don't let yourself lose hope no matter what. And this is what the left wants of you. This is what Democrats want of you. This is what the media wants of you. They want to knock you down, knock you down and knock you down until you don't get up anymore. And you don't get up anymore if you don't have hope, if you don't believe that we can prevail. Well, I believe we can prevail. I know we can prevail. I mean, I know that we know how the story ends. Ultimately, we don't know how the story of America ends or if it ends or when it ends, we just know that we're in the fight. You've heard me say a lot that duty is ours and the results belong to God. That's an important quotation from John Quincy Adams talking about why he stayed in the fight for abolition when he had no chance of winning because he said duty is ours and the results belong to God. Now, if you believe that you are acting on your duty, then you don't quit. You don't quit no matter what because it's your duty. It's not about whether you're winning. It's not about how much you win. It's not about how many times you get knocked down. It's not about whether you're going to win in the end. It's that you're doing your duty. And I think, at least I, I believe for me, that I have a duty, a duty, a sacred duty to fight for our country. And when you fight for the United States of America, you're fighting for the whole world because if the flame of liberty goes out in the United States of America, it goes out in the whole world. This is the place. And so times are difficult. I understand that we got a lot of crazy stuff going on in the country. We got stolen elections going on, voter fraud going on. Uh, we got all this stuff that came down with COVID going on, what I would call totalitarian tyranny of COVID. We've got the media against us. We've got the entertainment industry against us. We've got all the gender madness happening. We've got the CRT madness happening, the school board madness, the porn in our libraries, and on and on and on. And I could run out of breath saying that stuff. And I feel like when we watch the media, and now I'm referring to the media that's on our side, quote unquote, the right wing media, when we watch that media, it's all kind of the same. And they're covering the same stories because that's what's news, quote unquote. You know, you know the old saying from the news, if it bleeds, it leads. That means that the scary, dark, disgusting, terrible, depressing stuff is what you're going to see on the news. And so all of these news shows, what they do, it's like they put you in the closet of bad news where it's real dark and there's a bunch of scary stuff. They close the door, they spin you around in circles, they keep you there for half hour or an hour, they open the door, they push you out into the light and you come out stunned and the light's bright. And all you can think about is all the horrible things that you saw in that closet. And that's depressing and it can be demoralizing and it can turn you into a summer soldier or a sunshine patriot. These are famous words. You've probably heard those words before. Thomas Paine wrote these words, and these appeared in the Pennsylvania Gazette 
George Washington's troops at the time were encamped at McConkie's Ferry on the Delaware River opposite Trenton, New Jersey. So they'd already been beaten by the British troops, uh, let's see, in New York City. And between September and December, I think they lost over a thousand people. A lot of troops gave up the fight, returned home to their family. And Washington's looking at it. It's like, what happens if they all leave? And and Thomas Paine writes these words. These are the times that try men's souls. The summer soldier and the sunshine patriot will, in this crisis, shrink from the service of his country. But he that stands it now deserves the love and thanks of man and woman. Tyranny, like hell, is not easily conquered. And yet we have this consolation with us. The harder the conflict, the more glorious the triumph. So today, when I'm telling you not to lose hope, I am saying, don't be a summer soldier and don't be a sunshine patriot. Man, it gets hard out there. Trust me, I know, I'm out on the road. I get my butt kicked plenty. And you guys are watching it on the news. If you're engaged, if you're activists, you're getting your butts kicked too. That happens to us. But the summer soldier and the sunshine patriot will lose hope and go away from the fight. They will give up. But the true patriot Will, will not shrink from the service of his country. The true patriot will stand it now, will take what's coming, will get up again, will not lose hope because he or she understands that tyranny like hell is not easily conquered. And that's where we're at right now. So I'm encouraging you. I'm telling you, don't give up hope. I was in Plymouth, Massachusetts with hundreds of patriots packing a church, praying for this country on the National Day of Prayer yesterday. And it gave me so much hope. I'm just filled with hope. And so I hope I can project some of that to you. I hope that I can give you some of my hope. The important thing is don't give up and don't quit the fight because that's how we lose. And that's what they want us to do. Your enemies want you to quit. They want you to give up. They want you to let them take your children. They want you to let them destroy this country. And I'll tell you, for me, I'm not letting them. I don't know how it comes out. Again, as John Quincy Adams says, duty's mine, results belong to God, but I know I'm not going to give up. And I'm not going to lose hope. So I hope you join me in keeping hope and spreading hope. I'm going to give you something that's hopeful to lead off the news. SpaceX today put 56 more satellites into orbit. That was at about 3 a.m. Eastern time. This actually means something hopeful. SpaceX is a company owned by Elon Musk. Elon Musk is right now the greatest champion of free speech in the world. He bought Twitter, not as a business venture, but to protect free speech. It's hard to imagine a guy could put $44 billion into a company to protect free speech, but that's what he's doing. And he's allowing people to speak freely. And we now have Twitter as the greatest free speech platform in the world, not just in America. And this same man is putting satellites into orbit. He's now created the largest satellite constellation in history, over 4,000 satellites with this latest launch. They're, by the way, they're going up to 28,000 satellites to just absolutely coat the globe so that you can have access to information wherever you are freely. And so this is what Elon Musk has done, the champion of free speech. I think governments are afraid of him. Certainly our government's afraid of him. I think governments around the world are afraid of him because he now has his own space force, essentially, his own communications network worldwide, which champions free speech. And this is a very positive thing. So I think you should pay attention to it. Plus, I'm just a space geek. So I watched the launch today, not live, of course. I wasn't up at 3 a.m. I actually was, but I was getting ready to fly. I didn't watch the launch, but I watched it this afternoon. I watched how they land the booster rocket on the ground, which is incredible. Stage one actually comes back down and gets reused and relanded. This is our fourth launch this week. I think it's totally cool, exciting stuff.
So you should pay attention sometimes to the good stuff, and that's good stuff. Now, here's some bad stuff, not in our country, but in South Africa. South African rail has now completely collapsed. And so ridership on South African rail has now dropped 94% in the last 15 years, 94%. Only 6% of the ridership has left. That means the entire industry has totally collapsed. This is what happens when totalitarians who don't care about capitalism, who are totally corrupt, take over. Now, I want to be really clear. People are going to say, oh, I'm saying I'm in favor of apartheid. I'm not saying that apartheid was an evil system. I'm glad it was dismantled. But what it got replaced by is not doing the people of South Africa any favors. Their economy is collapsing. Their electrical grid is collapsing. They don't have power all the time anymore. This used to be pretty much a first world country. And again, I'm not supporting apartheid. I'm not supporting the form of government they had, but they have now destroyed their economy. And what I'm saying is the current corruptocrat government is doing this. It's really bad. And importantly, it's where we're headed. If we let the morons in government continue to run things, continue to do it in a corrupt way, continue to steal, continue to bankrupt our country, we're going to end up like South Africa or other countries where the whole government is just corrupt. So this should be a lesson to us. Now, speaking of collapse, here's a positive collapse. I know there can be a positive collapse, trust me. Bud Light sales have continued to collapse. And this is a fantastic thing, and you're responsible for it. All of us are responsible for it. Everybody who drank any Anheuser-Busch products is responsible for it. So the sales of Bud have gone through the floor. Uh, bars are canceling Bud in general, like offsite sales are, are a complete disaster right now. People, it's become a cultural thing now where people make fun of their friends if they drink Bud Light. Or if you go into a bar and you order Bud Light, you're probably going to get grief from somebody. This is the kind of corporate error, this woke mentality that Bud did that probably, I would argue, probably Bud Light never recovers from. And they never should. And you should never let them. And they haven't done the one thing that they need to do if they want to try to recover from this is they haven't apologized. See, because they're afraid to apologize. And why are they afraid? Because they're afraid of the woke mob. They're afraid of the investment banks that use ESG scores, right? They're whatever they call it, environmental social governance scores. Uh, and so if they say, we're sorry that we put a transvestite on our can and insulted all our customers, they're going to get dinged on their ESG scores. The banks are going to turn against them. So they are stuck between a rock and a hard place. And that's exactly where they belong. I am totally happy about that. Bud Light should get completely crushed. And anyway, Bud Light's not real beer anyway, and you shouldn't drink that stuff. It's disgusting. If you want to have a beer, and I encourage you to have a beer once in a while, if you're a drinker, go out and have a beer. Buy a good local American beer. Craft beer is just fantastic in this country now. Wherever you are, there are good craft breweries. Go to your local grocery store, buy a good craft beer, and laugh at the Bud Light that's standing there in the case. You can even put a note like Bud Light did this to themselves, or this case reserved for Dylan Mulvaney. That's what we really ought to do. We ought to have those stickers made. Dylan Mulvaney's beer. Anyway, it's good. So that collapse is good. Here's a bad collapse. Navy recruiting is collapsing. Navy recruiting fell short 8,000 positions in the last year. 8,000. I mean, that's a big number for our Navy to be short in their recruiting. So they have a fix. They've decided if they could recruit a whole bunch more drag queens or people who like drag queens, that would really help the Navy. What? <laughs> what? Who thought of this? Who thought? Can you imagine 
like virile young men that want to go into the Navy, that want to shoot big guns on ships, want to be on submarines, all this stuff, like really serious, manly, masculine, war fighting stuff. They all want to be surrounded by a bunch of drag queens. Is that it? Like, is that what young, virile, 18-year-old, testosterone-filled men are thinking? It's like, I hope I get on a submarine with a drag queen. Yeah, I, I don't know who they're trying to recruit. Maybe they're trying to recruit more drag queens. I mean, how many drag queens do you think are going to join the Navy because they now have a drag queen as one of their digital uh, recruiters out there? So this is an unbelievable thing. I think you're going to see Navy recruiting collapse even more. They need to go back to masculine male ads about how they blow stuff up and they dominate the seas and they're disciplined and there's camaraderie. Not about drag queens. But will they learn the lesson? Unlikely. I don't think so. Here's something else collapsing that's not good, which is our border. Any border protection has completely collapsed. And the Biden administration is now talking about it openly. And what they're saying openly is that immigrate, illegal immigration is at its lowest point in years. It's down 90%. You rubes, don't you know? Immigration down 90%. Can't you tell by the hordes flowing across the border, by the cartels in total control, by the sex trafficking, by the fentanyl, by the militarization of the border, by the cartels themselves? Don't you know? It's totally under control. Immigrate, illegal immigration down 90%. It's unbelievable how bad it is and how boldly the administration lies about it. And they lie about it because the media won't tell us the truth. I, I, I just don't understand this. If I were in the presidential briefing room or the uh, press briefing room and Corinne Jean-Pierre, no, I should say it correctly, Karen Jean-Pierre, I know I stole that from Matt Walsh because I don't want to say her name in some fancy way. The worst press secretary in the history of my, at least in my lifetime, Karen Jean Pierre says that illegal immigration is down 90%. It's an insult to the intelligence of anybody sitting in that room. And it shows the intelligence level of the press corps in the United States that nobody except maybe Fox News, who I don't watch anymore, is challenging them on that. And so it's just insanity. We know what's going on. And by the way, Title 42 expires on the 11th. So the 11th, that'll be next Thursday. And the hordes are lining up. And they're coming across the border. And by the way, if you don't live in Texas where I live, where we're getting this directly, the Brent directly, I don't care where you live, you're going to feel this. And you are feeling it in your town. And there is sex trafficking in your town. There is slavery in your town. There are massage parlor brothels in your town, right? So this is going on in your town. There are people dying of fentanyl in your town, your town, wherever you live. If you live in the Northeast, the Midwest, the West, the Southeast, the South, it's happening in your town. We have to do something about that. That's why we did the How Many More rally. If you want to get some clips of what that looked like and go to howmanymore.com, we're going to continue to work through this. We're going to continue to push the Texas legislature to pass HB 20 and create a border protection force. The How Many More rally was just a starting point. We're still in that fight. You should still be in that fight. This is what somebody does when they're not a summer soldier and a sunshine patriot. They don't just say, oh, well, the border's collapsing and there's nothing I can do about it. No, they stand up and they say, what can I do about it? I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to get in the fight. So I think this is really important. There is a fight going on at every level of American government. It's an elected government, but it's also in the administrative agencies. And we're losing that fight right now. The intel community is completely corrupt all the way to the core. So a letter came out today or an email showing that the intel community was conspiring to help the Joe Biden campaign 
the famous 51 Intel experts who said that the Hunter Biden laptop was a Russian disinformation operation, right? And so this was, you had Brennan and, uh, and some other guys who were previous heads of the CIA all signed this letter, but there's now an email going around saying that they were doing it specifically to give the Biden campaign talking points. So the Intel community is aligned against you. Yeah, that's what's going on in this country. It's terrifying. Remember when we were calling for doing away with the FBI? I got some grief for that on the right because they just said, oh, that's too extreme. It's corrupt to the core. The CIA is corrupt to the core. We're gonna have to tear them down and rebuild them from scratch because right now they're deciding who gets to be president. Not you and me, it's the CIA and the FBI. And that can't be allowed to stand in a free republic. All right, let's turn to COS specifically. COS is on the move in North Carolina. I was there this week. We did a breakfast, Mike Ferris and I, with a bunch of senators. That was awesome. But I'll tell you, the senators weren't the highlight. The highlight were a couple of young girls that spoke about COS to the senators. Uh, and congratulations to Anthem and Amy. They got up there, gave an incredible presentation. Two of the brightest kids I have ever seen in my life. Uh, one is 10 and one is almost 13. They did an awesome job. I guarantee you they're going to be rising stars in COS. You're going to see more of them. What we heard from the senators is that likely this will start moving on the 15th, probably thereabouts. They'll discuss it in, in caucus in the Senate. Remember, we've already passed the House. We're going to go to the Senate. They haven't really discussed it in caucus. They're tied up in their budget. This always happens. The budget's always a mess. I expect that to be done by the 15th. We talked with our sponsor. He was very positive with us. So I think we got a good shot to pass in North Carolina. All right. I want to close with this before I go to Q&A, which is where I started, <laughs> which is don't lose hope. You know, I listen to a bunch of media figures out there, and sometimes it makes me feel like losing hope. And I'm not going to name names, and I'm not going to bag on anybody in specific, but I'm going to bag on people generally. I'm going to tell you that when the media tells you that everything's bad and everything's dark and nothing's good, they are suppressing your will to fight. And you have to resist that because it's not correct. It's not true. It's not reality. Reality is there are a lot of people just like you out there in America that not only have not lost the will to fight, they're in the fight. And all of us from time to time get disappointed, discouraged, frustrated, angry. The key is how long do you stay in that spot, right? Do you stay there for five minutes because you just something made you really mad? Is it five hours? Is it five days for you? Or have you checked out of the fight because you just believe there's no hope? You can't do that. You can't be a summer soldier. You can't be a sunshine patriot. Tyranny like hell is a difficult thing to beat, but we can beat it. I believe we can beat it. And I guarantee you, we can't beat it if we lose hope. That's 100%, right? If you think you can or you think you can't, Either way, you're correct. That's something my dad used to say to me when we were young. Right? If you believe you can't, if you believe you can, either way, you're correct. So I believe we can, you should believe we can, and then we can, and I think we will. All right, I'm gonna go to Q&A here before we close out. Our first Q&A is from Barbara Metaxas, and that name is so familiar. Like, I'm, Is that Eric Metaxas' relationship? Maybe this is Eric's mom. Hopefully it's Eric's mom. Hi, Eric's mom. Can Texas use the National Guard on the border? And the answer is Texas can use the National Guard, but if they do, what happens? They use the National Guard, and then the federal government can call the National Guard away elsewhere. And mostly, 
our National Guard is on duty elsewhere right now. Texas also has a state guard and we've used our state guard on the border and we can continue to use the state guard on the border, but we need a bigger dedicated border protection force that's trained for that, equipped for that, and literally just designated for that. That is now pending in the House in Texas in what the bill number is called HB 20, House Bill 20. I believe that's going to come out of calendars and go to the floor sometime this week, hopefully by Thursday of this week, and then over to the Senate. And we're gonna have to ram that thing through and that will create a border protection force. Doesn't fix the problem. It's not a silver bullet, but it's a start of it. They need to declare the cartels here in Texas as terrorist organizations. They need to seize cartel assets. They need to get that border protection force in place. They need to protect the ranchers. They need to build a physical wall. All of those things they can do under the auspices of repelling the invasion. And Lord knows it's an invasion. All right, next, uh, Active 50 Lady from Rumble says, if the border of Ukraine is so important that we can spend billions on it, why is our border not important? Active 50 Lady? I don't know. I think it is. I completely agree with you. And in fact, what I think the Texas delegation should do should say no more money for Ukraine unless we seal our own border. No more money for a lot of things unless we seal our own border. And by the way, I'm relatively hawkish on Ukraine. I like that we're degrading Russia. I like that we're helping Ukraine. I understand they're a corrupt country. There's a lot of nuance in this situation. We're not going to go on to that. But I'm, I'm more pro helping Ukraine than some conservatives. But I think we should help ourselves first. I think we should help the United States of America. We should secure our border first. And we should make our help for Ukraine contingent upon securing our own border. Mike Ballantyne says, have you given any thought to being on Joe Rogan? Oh, Mike. Mike, Mike, Mike. Yes, lots of thought. If you know Joe, just pick up the phone and give him a call and just tell him to have me on. We have reached out. Our media teams reach out. I'm sure every person in the world that does anything in the public sphere would like to be on Joe Rogan's show. I certainly would like it. My understanding is he's based somewhere here in Austin. I've never run into him. I don't know him. Mike, if you know anybody who knows him, then you should definitely let him know that, you know, I might be a good guest on his show. I would love to go on. I think he's a super interesting guy with interesting, honest perspectives, takes an honest look at everything. I'd love to be on the show. We'll keep trying and it's on the bucket list. So that means eventually we'll probably get it done. So I'm going to close out. And again, I'm going to close out with telling you to have hope. Make sure you're buying the swag, buying the gear. Go to conventionofstates.com forward slash store. Lots of new gear showing up all the time. I have some super exciting stuff that we're about to release that I can't tell you about yet because I'll get in big trouble. Sometimes I get in big trouble anyway. So maybe I'll do that next week. We've got a bunch of cool new gear coming in the store, stuff you're not going to find anywhere else, not just your regular T-shirts and stuff, but other things that I think you're really going to want. So go to conventionofstates.com forward slash store, buy the swag, don't lose hope, and we'll see you next week on The Battle Cry. This has been the podcast version of The Battle Cry with Mark Meckler. Visit conventionofstates.com slash pod to learn more. Thank you for listening.